Hey, we're going to hey, this is uh, Joe Rogers. Rog? The Rogers? That's, that's it. That's all you got? Signing out. <laughs> Suck my balls. <laughs> Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's get hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered. Point Hammered. Episode 112. What's happening, people? Raj here. We got the bastard here in fucking full cold weather effect. (laughs) Hoodies on indoors. Winter cap. I'm going to put my hood up here. I'm even wearing a fucking Jimmy hat. I'm so cold right now. Yeah, you got the ball, man. Basically, you're wearing a skull cap from... October through March. And, even when I sleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a jest. <laughs> awesome. Well, we've got a fucking sweet-ass episode planned. We'll be talking about the Bill Robertson. Yeah. More score stuff a little later. Bill R. But first up, what have you been up to, man? I ain't been up to fuck all, dude. Oh, Trying to get motivated to do a little work in the hobby. Come but. on. You got Screw City coming up? That must be getting your man juices flowing. <laughs> well, I did put together a list. I literally sent it to Alex wrong three times, and in the end, he's like, well, it's legal, but your dude's overpointed. I'm like, I'll just take the point hit. Fuck it. <laughs> 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 I'm totally worthless right now because I'm just so overwhelmed. So Awesome. So what are you, what are you taking here? Just a Minotaur-themed fucking beast man army so i have good old fucking herman gorble i got fucking doom bull oh do me i have Shield. is this has he been out on the battlefield yet well yeah i had a practice game with him and i have 16 minotaur <laughs> <laughs> and then just a t- i got like 32 gore 31 on gore Three chariots and a, just a fuck ton of chaff. My practice okay. game didn't we'll, go we'll so well. We'll get this list on the show notes. As yeah, well. yeah, I have a PDF here. This is going to um, be the new thing in Beastman Warhammer. I can feel it right now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be me getting smacked around all weekend <laughs> like a fucking stepchild. But <laughs> either way, I don't know. I just don't have time to think about fuck all. So I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what sounds fun? And I don't want to play the usual Beastman anymore. So plus, you had to bring a monster. So I bought a brought a cockatrice oh interesting what's the what's the cockatrice rules compared i mean wouldn't you just take a jabber isn't that the natural choice cockatrice is like half the fucking points almost and equally as effective (laughs) so (laughs) and i got the model will suffice for either or so yeah um, excellent can't wait to hear yeah my uh current orctonian painting guy skin's done pants are done he says, I did work on the straps for like 20 minutes. I, I feel... Fucking nice looking straps, huh? Yeah. I feel some fucking motivation because I really want to listen to that Harry Dresden book. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time right now. And then I went and started remodeling this bathroom, so... <sighs> <laughs> what have you been up to, buddy? Well, progress continues on the Exalted Flamer. I got that baby base coated, got it inked, pretty much ready to start layering on that bitch. Inked and stinked. 
unfortunately, there's a lot of fire on that model, so I have to dick around with fire again. Mm. Not sure. I might go back and redo all the flames. Yeah. Or I might just do the easy method I did on that guy and then just call it good. I don't know. Got the basing done on a big, super old one. Yeah. Fucking six-incher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a little generous to me, but yeah, all right. Well, five and a half. <laughs> Always uh, round up. <laughs> <laughs> Got the basing done on him. It's looking pretty good. Uh, how many models ce- grown on me? How many centimeters is five and a half inches? <laughs> Not totally sure. If somebody wants to write in, tell us how many centimeters long your dick is. It sounds. We, we really won't know where where you are in the spectrum. I'll have to break out my Battlefleet Gothic blue, blue schmengi yeah. thing. Noise. Yeah. Other than that, I've been. Plugging away on the Gorka terrain as well. Yeah. And working on Gorka Morka models using the kind of Wapple shaded base coat technique. Okay. It's been kind of hit and miss with that because sometimes I start on them and then it looks really shitty to start with. And then I get discouraged and quit painting on the model. <laughs> but then I'll come back and it's already half done and then like... Once I start getting all the highlights and the details and stuff, it looks good again. Yeah. So it's kind of strange. I just can't hold out during that middle phase. <laughs> I just get frustrated. Mm. But working on those guys. Went down to lacrosse for a fucking open gaming day, dude. Yeah, how'd that go? Instead of uh, Bugman's Oktoberfest is now defunct. Mm. Um, That's... That's all right, because I generally try to drink myself dead every time we go down yeah. there. Yeah, and Chad's a little miffed now, because two days are stepping all over his one-day event, because <laughs> got, we got Screw City this week, and North Star's even moved ahead, Yeah, so it's kind of getting close to when Oktoberfest has always been. Yep. And then for the Snotling, that's all, the Holy Wars GT is now the same weekend as that, <laughs> so... He's not sure what he's going to do about that, if he's going to move Snotling or, or whatever. But, or just kill the whole lacrosse uh, scene. But he's thinking about doing more kind of open gaming days. So I headed down there with Mike Ballard. Yeah. And then meet up with all the lacrosse boys. And Kevin Bruins was there as well. No shit. Checked out their new game store underneath the record shop. Uh-huh. It's really interesting. Okay. It's just a huge kind of sweaty basement. <laughs> But there's tons of gaming tables down there and everything. Sounds like my kind of place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Drinking some brews, grilling out. Brought my North Star Demons. Got to check out the Exalted Flamer for the first time. Mm. First game didn't do shit. <laughs> Second game didn't need them. But uh, first game was against Larry Golba. Oh, yeah? He was running some ogres. And he was actually a combination of the bull ogres and orcers oh he's God. using mino models but then his main unit was kind of nurgle yeah ogre so they're painted green uh. <laughs> <laughs> a blending of the various ogre themes out there <laughs> this game was pretty interesting it's kind of a standard ogre list like the Gut unit with all the characters, Double Blaster, Mornfang, some Saber Tusks. Yeah. He did have a unit of Lead Belchers in there with his extra points. Um, this game was pretty fun. <laughs> it's funny because he was complaining the whole game about how shitty the Iron Blasters are and how they never do anything for him. Mm-hmm. But he had one on each flank, and both of them 
pretty much held up my entire army on each side <laughs> for about four turns Ooh. before I finally killed him. Yeah. And at that point, I had run out of things to put in front of the Mornfang, and none of my gateways had done anything. And the Exalted Flamer didn't do anything to him. Yeah. I think I did one wound. And then, so the Mornfang started running through my juicy horror units <laughs> because I ran out of dinky units to throw in the way because i trying in vain to kill these two blasters yeah and at the end <laughs> he still thought the blasters were shit but mm. and it ended up being victory points wise it was a draw but we were playing north star objectives yeah so there's an extra 300 vps for holding the middle and he just had his big gut unit in there so he ended up getting an extra 300 vps so he got a win over me there yeah but it was a good learning experience because you can't underestimate the blasters. Because like, I'd throw in one unit, and I'd be like, yeah, that'll be sufficient. And then, like, it starts beating that unit down. Like, the Cornhounds can't really beat them head on. Sure. So then I have to turn around and throw another unit in. And then, so, I think I'm going to go for, like, overwhelming force on those things. <laughs> or something. Or just plan on two units from the start having to take them out. Because... And a T6, bunch of attacks. Plus my, particularly the, the corn hounds are kind of weedy. T4. Yeah. So you can get some wounds on them. So that didn't turn out great. Second game, played against Jared Horseman. He is running his Wood Elves. He was using a Wood Elf list from the prior um, army list. Yeah. Which I mean, he had a big unit of Dryas because that's what he had. A bunch of tree men because that's what he had. <laughs> you only had one unit of Wild Riders, you know, because that's all you ever needed before. So, yeah, I kind of just marched across and uh, fucking pounded him. Although this is the first time, second time I've gotten a double six uh, reign of chaos. I got a unit of Plague Bearers behind him first turn, which didn't help. (laughs) Basically nothing went his way in that game. That sounds about right for poor Jared. Yeah. (laughs) The Dryad Horde sucked pretty big balls Mm. without any magic. Uh, he had Laura's Shadow, but he didn't get the dice when he needed it to get the Mind Razors. And even if he got him off against Beast of Nurgle is what I had in front. Yeah. He still got a hit, and I still get a ward save. So even with that, he's not going to be doing that many wounds. Sure. All the shooting, even with Withering, he really wasn't able to hardly take out any beasts, which <clears throat> was similar to my experience against Butcher. When he just marched a three-man beast unit across the board in that 1,200-point yeah. Woodolf tournament <laughs> and sure. all my shooting did jack shit. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty confident against the old fucking Wood Elves. I'll, tell, I'll say that. <laughs> all right. But we went out, got some chow after that. It was really fun, just a laid-back. I uh, got a game of Saga in, tried that for the first time. Yeah, never, playing never played it. playing with Kevin's the- models against Jared's forces, and it's super quick. Uh, it's kind of really intuitive, and it's pretty pretty fun to play. Sure. And once you have a... So that's like the kind of Dark Age, Saxons, Vikings, Normans. There's all kinds of different, you know, it's kind of English... Angleland themed with all the various factions that were around that area. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because once you get a warband, which are pretty cheap, you can get plastics from like Gripping Beast. Uh, back then, like a dude in chainmail looked just like pretty much every other guy in chainmail. <laughs> it turns out. So you got like dudes on horse with chainmail, dudes without chainmail, and then like dudes on foot with or without chainmail. They all got swords and shields. 
you got bowmen, you got crossbowmen, and like that's about it. And once you have that, you can really kind of use them for almost any faction. Sure. Because each faction has its own kind of special commands and stuff like that. All the base troop rules are almost identical, I believe. Um, so like a dude in chainmail is the same as every other guy in chainmail, but the different factions, di- different like commands and orders they can do, mm-hmm. which are specials. So that's what separates them. Sure. It's pretty cool. I know J-Jack was talking about it to get into after the current Gorka season's wrapped up. So okay. I'm what's definitely the, intrigued in it now. What's the force size? Like 20, 50? Uh, we're playing with... I'm not sure how big the forces we are we're playing with, like if that's standard, but okay. we had like maybe 12 horsemen and... 10, 15 guys on foot. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Sure. Definitely interested in checking out more of that. But Is it like regiment-based or is it... Yeah, you have small more? units. Okay. You can have like four to eight-man units or if you're infantry, you can get bigger. All right. Because like the Saxons, like they want big units and then like they form the shield wall. Utrecht of Bebenberg. But yeah, it's good times. Moving on. We got a fucking email of the week, I believe. We do. From Brad and Oz. Hello, Brad. Hello, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here we go. I just wanted to mention that you guys run a RIPA show. Love the audiobook book, show reviews, Cosmos Rocks. This bro's (laughs) on my side here. I like it. And you guys have a great sense of humor. I'm only getting into the hobby. I love the painting and modeling more than anything. Right now, I'm trying to make an ogre kingdoms pirate themed army and my first unit is lead belchers made from titan forge miniatures basing is looking a little plain so suggestions would be awesome anyways i got these awesome plans for a kickstarter for a gaming table that wheels around like a stand-up classroom whiteboard that falls out on a four by four six by four eight by four game table and i thought i'd share Start sharing them around. <laughs> the show's a bloody ripper, mate. <laughs> Keep up the awesome work. Brad from Perth. Nice. With shout-outs to Scotty Mick and Benno. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the comments, Brad. Yeah. So we're going to have pics of the models he sent us, but he's using these cool, I think, Titan Forge lead belchers. Sure. And the basing to describe it. So you'll be able to see the pictures, but it's flat s- sand almost. It looks just like sand. And then it has actual seashells and stuff glued to it so it's kind of looking at it like it was completely flat then you have these huge you know seashells glued to it wasn't super compelling for me okay um one thing he might do and this is kind of what i was thinking is you could before you even put the sand down and maybe you can go back it's not a super big deal but to create little humps and dunes yeah, of uneven ground with the epoxy sculpt, mm-hmm. and then just put this, you know, flock the sand over it. Right, and, and that would that. be more that realistic. Works. Sure, you know, because because it's never well. I mean, it depends, but even if it's not realistic, it looks better. <laughs> yeah, and then like he has these, you know, these seashells, which are probably you know super tiny seashells. Yeah, but compared to a model, they look really huge on that base. I don't know if you can find seashells that are even smaller or just add some rocks that are smaller so you have well small features medium features and then you could have a couple of these huge seashells mixed in if you if you go to the beach you know, like the ocean there's always kelp and all kinds of shit that like big sticks laying around and shit like that you could also theme it like all right this beach is a fucking volcanic beach so there's like 
black volcanic rocks mixed in with really light sand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you go to those kind of beaches, you see green sand, red sand, you can do white sand, black sand, whatever the fuck really? you want. So you got so many options there. Don't just consider a fucking normal old boring beach, man. Well, I think once he makes some adjustments, I think it'll look yeah. pretty cool. Because it is, it's beach, it is beach colored, yeah. which you don't really see sure. at all. So I think that's really cool. And, and depending it, on your model tones, it'll really complement shit. So yeah, I'm glad he didn't right. put them in water either. For some reason, I just yeah. really dislike It always seems like kind of a cop-out to me. Yeah, standing on water. Yeah. So the beach thing's cool, and the fucking paint job on these is really awesome. You did a really good, great job with the goggles. Sure. With the uh, reflective lenses. Look okay. pretty dope. So check those out on the show notes. And I guess thanks for the PDF on the uh, how to build a gaming table. Looks... I don't know. Maybe this is something you could do, bastard, but it's well beyond my capabilities. <laughs> Too many components, brackets, screws. Mm, yeah, you'd definitely have to get the bear involved. <laughs> yeah, but definitely. Thanks for that, buddy. Thanks yeah. for the kind words. Thanks for writing in. On the email subject, I did promise to, I promised John willenbrock that i would abuse ross hillier jones on the air so we have to take a moment to <laughs> abuse ross <laughs> apparently scott the boss called called ross the international cunt <laughs> so I, it's hard to abuse someone you don't know too much about but if scott thinks he's a cunt he must be a massive fucking cunt because i met yeah. scott and he's all right <laughs> i'll take his word for the cuntiness of <laughs> one ross hillier jones all right. Any insults you want to banter around to this uh, this bro you don't know? I'll just I'll just call him a knob. Ross, <laughs> you're such a knob. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> I come up with some of my. He's definitely a fucking dickweed. <laughs> Can I show you my new tattoo, Raj. I believe I saw it. Oh, okay. Person. <laughs> That's <but>. too bad. <laughs> fucking dickweed. Yeah. So Ross, you're a fucking dickweed. That's the American version of an international cunt. <laughs> 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 All right, let's fucking move along, buddy. Voicemail of the week of the Wizzy. My fucking. We got meal. Meal for real. Meal for real. No shit. Dutch bastard. All right, let's fucking. Give us a ring. Lay it on me. Hey, Johnny Enzo, this is Mill, the crazy Dutch bastard. Um, calling in regards to your question of the week on Point Hammer. Uh, yeah, I will definitely be using the 50% laws. I'm going to use up, I'm going to be able to kit out my demon prints exactly the way I wanted and get that bad boy up to 525 points. That'll definitely, that cheese will definitely win me the tournament, will be, win me so take that. That's my Take care, guys. All right. So in typical meal fashion, he's going to use every exploit to try and win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. I think that's probably what we're going to see out of the 50%. Yeah. Slots is... Just bumping it up a little get bit. Everything. I don't get think it out just the way you like to to max out. I think you sacrifice so much. I th- I think this will be the standard. Yeah. Just do those things you always wanted to do but couldn't quite make it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Thanks for the ring meal. Yeah. You gotcha. get yourself in the wah pack of contest. A five dollar value. F- invaluable. <laughs> you can't pay for that kind of fun. Should you get lucky enough to win, mm-hmm. and. 
for a fifty dollar kickback next time I see you in person, I might be able to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's Careful. fucking move along, buddy. We got event of the week. Yeah, this week we got the siege at the tower. This mm. is an event in Ohio run by uh, Mr. Bill Robertson. Okay. It's a two day event this year, I think previous years it might have been one day all right it's one of the longest running warhammer tournaments in ohio going back at least a decade and it's like january uh first first or second week of january details will be up on the show notes we'll have a link to the actual website with all the the goodies up there and we'll mention it a little bit later with bill as well i'll have some details on it so okay awesome yeah man so what have you been uh, reading or listening to? Well, I've talked about Turtle Doves World War a few times, yeah. and it's kind of fizzling out. I, I just kind of lost interest on, I don't know if I'm on book two or book three, but... Oh, so you did finish the first book. Yeah, I finished the first one. So I, would you recommend as a standalone, or is it like a cliffhanger type situation? Yeah, it leaves you in a rather meh predicament. Mm-hmm. I think I will pick it up and finish it, but just the fact that I haven't read it in a while means mm-hmm. that it's pretty meh. His, his writing style is all right. It's just pretty loose. You don't get a lot of details, and you don't... I guess you don't need him. He's just trying to progress a story that covers the whole fucking planet and space. But either way, the ideas are still interesting. I just don't read right now. So take that for what it is. <laughs> I will get back to it, and I will do a pro- There's three books, though, so pretty sure I'm going to have to get through three books. I'm going to give it another shot. If I can't get back into it, I'll probably just scrap it. Mm-hmm. So right now, we're giving him two out of five boners. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. What about you? I've been back on the audio kick listening to The Graveyard Book by Mr. Neil Gaiman, and he's reading it himself on the audio book. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's fucking good quality there. He's got a good reading voice. It's another, uh, it's either a young adult or it might just be a flat-out kid's book. I don't know, but it's a fucking good story. It's not too long. It's just over seven hours. I'm almost at the end. Yeah. Moves along really quickly overall. A nice change of pace, like the previous book by Joe Abercrombie. Okay. Things are a little more positive and... Sure. You know, just a happy, happy-go-lucky time. <laughs> this one's pretty cool. It's about a boy who's... Well, I guess right away his parents get murdered, but... Mm. Is it a Batman that, thing or what? <laughs> no, nah, he's a kid who gets uh, raised by a bunch of ghosts in a graveyard, and he lives in the graveyard. And he has, like, ghost parents and, like, ghost teachers okay. all looking out for him. And then he gets, like, <laughs> kind of weird ghostly abilities because he's hanging out with them all the time and stuff. Can he, like, become ethereal and float into the ladies' locker room or something? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's mentioned at some point that he, he can't turn ethereal, but, uh, like, he can kind of turn invisible almost. Oh, shit. Like, people don't notice him, and he can kind of get by from day to day. But there's a lot of weird other supernatural stuff. There's, like, ghoulies and stuff like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's a fun one. I'm definitely definitely enjoying it. Um, a lot of... I like the Neil Gaiman books. I like he writes good one-off books. He like did American has Gods, to, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Everything That's, has to be, like, a trilogy right. now or part of a series. So it's yeah. really nice no, just picking up a book. And realizing it. it's just a book. Well, I think at some point these authors realized you can create a real cash cow if yeah. you make a trilogy. Yeah, maybe if you know 
that might be the way to do it for a living, probably. Yeah. To write these series, but you know he's well established, so you can just do whatever sure. he wants. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty awesome one. What have you been up to? What have you been obsessing about, man? Yeah, I got pretty obsessed over his show lately. It's called The League. <laughs> uh, you ever watch this? Yeah, yeah, I have. People were telling me to watch it for years. There's five seasons on Netflix, and I just have five no... Five seasons now. Yeah, I have okay. no interest whatsoever in football or sports, and then people are just reassuring me, dude, don't worry, you'll fucking love this yeah, show. Yeah, that's like the loose structure around... Right. And it, those parts of it are even pretty entertaining, how they get all fucking super into and dorky over that shit because you see us doing the same thing just uh-huh. over something different. But it's about these four dudes, four or five guys they are in a fantasy football league, and just all the antics and bullshit they get up to and ripping on each other and their nutty wives. And It's pretty good. There's some episodes that are pretty flat, but then other ones are pretty yeah. fucking hilarious. It's the, well worth watching. I, I cruised through season one in no time, and I'm on season two. And I think I started watching, like, fr- a Friday, so. Mm-hmm. Naughty bonnet. What's a naughty? You get out of here. It's goddamn animals. Goddamn naughty animals. They keep jumping up. They want to rub their bodies with <laughs> microphones and try to get their static onto them and fuck them up. Yeah, well... So far, the waves look to be recording fine, unlike last time that happened. Oh, but here comes the other one now. You fucking dickweed! God damn it. Why don't you just walk all over the mixer, too? Um, okay. What have you been up to, buddy? What have you been watching? Well, I finished Master, Master of Monsters. Monsters, dude. Last time, I was at the final scenario. Yeah? Wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but... Pulled it off? It was fucking intense. I fucking pulled it out, man. <laughs> Did your strategy work of... Sending yeah. your ground pounders one way while your flyers went the other. Yeah, sending the ground pounders and the flyers against the volcano guy. Yeah, <laughs> and made, actually beat him down pretty quickly, quicker than I thought. Nice. So the ground pounders already started working their way back towards the mountain guy, <laughs> while my sea sea force went in down the river with the the air creatures and kind of took out the ice guy. Yeah, but then. It was looking pretty bad <laughs> because the ice guy and the mountain guy were fighting yeah. while this was going on, and the mountain guy ended up just creating like a huge horde of like 35, 40 monsters surrounding <laughs> their base. So I'm like, oh, God, how am I going to get through there? But they're all weedy, right? Because he just No, they're tough. Oh, they show up? Yeah. Like, Even the level one guys oh. were pretty badass. Uh. Uh, and then, so... But, you know, I was kind of concerned about time limits, so I sent my ground pounders in before the, my my air creatures got there. Yeah. Because I thought the air creatures would be there sooner, but they weren't. So he started moving his huge army over <laughs> against my ground pounders. I had all these fire dragons <laughs> and then a couple extra troops besides it. And, yeah, he started beating the shit out of them. <laughs> so then, like, I started slowly retreating into, like, this volcano range where the fire dragons were strongest. <laughs> and then slowly, one by one, his huge army was killing him. But then he didn't notice I had my force of angels and sphinxes coming up the side of the board edge. <laughs> and usually the computer will go after you if you start taking their towers. Yeah. 
So I was just ignoring the towers, going in like a fucking stealth unit. <laughs> finally, fucking got into their home base. You just had a couple creatures in there, and then I fucking summoned a massive sea serpent right in his main city there, <laughs> which kind of held the line because he started bringing his monsters back. Yeah. I had this sea serpent there just taking all the hits, <laughs> and I fucking took him out, fucking finished it. First campaign. Nice. Decided, even though there's a second campaign, it's going to be the same. Didn't as want the to first. do it again, <laughs> yeah, because they, you know, there was that trick scenario, so I didn't want to play through it and get to a scenario where like only sea creatures or something would be able to fight, right? You know, because I got lucky the first time. With Dude, that trick you just got to build a versatile fucking army up front. Yeah, a take all comers <laughs> list is what's required in this situation. <laughs> yeah, but I actually moved on. This fucking emulator's the devil. Because mm. as soon as I was done, I'm like, yeah, I'm good for a while. And then like a day or two later, I fucking spent an entire Sunday playing Metal Marines. It's uh, an old Super Nintendo pick. Yep, I remember it. And then finally, I was able to set a rule for myself where uh, I can only play on the weekends. Cause otherwise, <laughs> it was getting a little out of hand. <laughs> that one, Metal Marines, fucking old school classic game. The world has been destroyed by any matter devices, so only little bits of land remain. Yeah. I like it because it's, I kind of think how it's probably how it's going to be in the end. There's, like, no land left, but then what land is left, people are just fucking it up and shooting missiles at each other <laughs> and, like, landing giant mecha and, like, just... Because by the yeah. end of each game, like, your entire island's destroyed and fucked up, but you took out their base... So you win, even though you really didn't win because you're going to... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that one's classic. I remember playing it all the time as a kid and I never got very far, but mm. it seemed a lot easier now. I don't yeah. Know, with my grown-up mind powers. <laughs> it's been fucking great. But I played through, fucking beat that one, 20 scenarios. That was probably a 10 or 12-hour commitment. Yeah. And it is pretty fun. Sure. Okay. Cool. All right, man. We got a Johnny pick this time. Is that right? That's fucking right, bro. This oh. time I picked up a fucking new Tosser CD that I didn't know com came out, but it came out oh. earlier this year. And it's pretty fucking awesome. So today's picks that I put out there are going to be from mm -hmm. that. The CD is called Emerald City. And this first tune is called Johnny McGuire's Wake. It's pretty good. Pretty I like geez. it. <laughs> so... Uh, when we come back from this, let's just jump right into the interview with Bill Robertson. Yeah, so. sounds good. All right, here it is. Well, it was 1993 when my own love and me finished school and put the troubles from our minds. So it's cause the celebrate with your oldest, dearest mate Says Johnny, come have a drink before you skull And leave us all behind Well now I look on that goodbye with a shiver in my spine It was the last word that I ever heard him speak and it was right out of the blue And there was nothing we could do And now we're gathered round the front door Smoking outside Johnny's wake Well, here's to you Oh, here's to you You don't deserve what you've been through and thrones did crack and hands did shake When the parting glass was sung at Johnny McGuire's wake 
another rainy day Oh, it never resort away So we filled ourselves and breakfast at John's dance With sausages and eggs Then we sat and drank the dregs Of the case of powers last night that we'd had Well, then the Dubliners come on And Lou Kelly sang a song Of grief and loss of something we all know Well, then we put him in the ground And we turn the car around And not a one of us looked back on them The only town we know Well, here's to Johnny McGuire's wife Ah, Johnny McGuire's wife Well, we got Bill Robertson here, the creator of War Score. How's it going, man? Pretty good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I am good. I, ju- I heard about you from Brian Moyer. He, oh yeah. I was chatting with him at a couple packers ago and I was slogging through the rankings HQ software doing that stuff and we were just chit-chatting and then he's like we use this guy out in the the Northeast tournaments Bill Robertson I'll give you his email you contact him and he'll set you up and um and I did that at the following Wapaka. And by then, I, you had a website and everything going, the war score stuff. So I guess where where are you from? Uh, I live here in Columbus, Ohio, so in the Midwest also. Ah, Midwestern boy. Excellent. How long have you been in the hobby? Oh, God, it was – I started uh, – I actually first saw a game of Warhammer, like, maybe back in 92 at some game convention. And I thought, someday, man, i got to do that. <laughs> and I, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And then, like, it was uh, in the year, in the summer of spring of 2000, and I was after some really horrible death march project at work. I thought, I, I need a hobby that does not involve a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went out and I just started, uh, you know, learn about Warhammer and started playing. Picking it up. And then now you yeah. you brought the keyboard back into the hobby. Yeah, yes. ironic, isn't it? Yeah. I so you're like a you like a programmer and stuff in your, your yeah. job. So this is mm-hmm. kind of exactly so software developer. Um, I like uh, I wrote my first program as a kid with some other some other kid in the library after school in the sixth grade in like 1981. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. Oh, it's I'm I'm at the age now where I tell that to people and they're like I wasn't even born then. I was gonna say that I thought it'd be clay. Cliche, but um, <laughs> I wasn't born then. As yeah, FYI. yeah. <laughs> I'm used to it. I'm used to hearing that by now. So, how long have you been working on the the War Score stuff then? Well, War Score just turned two years old this year at Buckeye Battles, so that was its debut two years ago. How did it get started? I guess where did the kernel come from then? So, uh, for actually a couple of for several years, I sort of threatened to write it, and then you know because I kind of I saw how. Uh, I know the problem of doing it with spreadsheets. There's a lot of them. Um, spreadsheets are, you know, they're easy to set up and everybody knows how to do it. But, you know, if you're going through a tournament and you are you get halfway through and you found you screwed up your formulas because you typed over some cells and you didn't realize it, you know, that's a sinking, awful feeling. They also, they can't really check, you know, for you if people have played already. 
they can't really, it's really hard to do stuff like make sure that people who haven't come together, you know, don't play each other also. So, you know, all the logic has to be in your head and you have to be 100% on your game. And, and that gets hard even with 20 people in three rounds. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. Back in the day, yeah, I started with, uh, the first ones were just on, you know, Excel sheet. I had 10 people so I could figure it all out on my own. But then once I went up to like 26 guys, I had a buddy who put together a thing and it was pretty slick. Like you could tell that people had play, if people had played each other or not, but you kind of had to look at it and kind of scroll through. And then like, right. you know, I ended up you know, just saving it and then I had to try to use it again for the next one. And I'd have to like go back and delete and then, my, my confidence in how correct everything was would like steadily drop as right. the tournament went on because I'm not really super Excel savvy so having this uh, I mean you, you think about all the data you, if you if you got 20 people in three rounds and you got three pieces of information for every round I mean that's 60 pieces of information per round um, times three and then you got some more information for the tournament itself. Mm-hmm. So that's 200 things you got to keep track of in your head, almost, you know. Yeah. yeah. It it gets overwhelming without, you know, software that's sort of designed to help you do that better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so at PACA this year, we used the, the software for the first time, and you actually implemented the strength of schedule right. for us. So I think that's used with... And uh, I think you guys needed the tiebreakers too, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the tiebreakers for each of the categories, uh, mm-hmm. some, some, some ranks off that. So, yeah, you were able to, um, you know, I was just sending you that email initially just trying to see what you had, but um, yeah, everything worked fucking great. And you added the stuff that we needed, and there was one small issue with the uh, re, I can't remember how to, how to explain it, but um, you actually went back and somebody else had the same issue and you went back and fixed it. So it's, you know, you're responsive to what needs to be done with the system and everything. So, yeah, it fucking worked great. Even on the Sunday morning, I usually sleep in, and that's when we had a dropout. But um, my friend Chad Hansen, he used it for, like, his little 10- or 12-man tournament. And he okay, good. It. So he, he knew that you had to... Uh, the special kind of thing you had to do for a dropout to add mm-hmm. another person, and he did it all perfectly. Oh, um, good. So, yeah, that was that was really awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you got the program, it works for great for tournaments. It's, it's free to use and everything. Uh, but now you've got the uh, rankings side kind of implemented into that. So was that the goal all along, or you well, kind of just added right. it on? So originally, you know, when I first wrote the program, uh, I – the original goal of it working with a website was, and and this is this is what I implemented first with the uh, now first of all just so everybody know just to make it clear, you know the website's been up for about a year and a half and for for most of its life it was just kind of a, you know there's a help section and here's how you download it, mm-hmm. and then this summer what I did was I made the website interactive so you could log in you could sign up, and the original goal of the website was so that. As a tournament organizer, if you you can publish your your information to the website, and then it would notify your players that hey, the information for the next round or the final results, or here's a list yeah. of who you played through the tournament, that's there. So one and, thing I want to mention specifically, which well, we didn't have a pack of this year, but for if you've been to an event where 
like it's been tweeted and the link's been online for the matches each round. Mm-hmm. So with your war score stuff, even somebody who isn't really savvy at all with that is going to be able to do that. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, it takes a little bit more work for the TO to make sure that every, all the data is right in the file. Okay. Uh, but I think it's worth the effort. We'll, we'll get back to that in a second. Yeah, and so, you know, if you go to warscore.net and you click on the events link and you just do a search for, say, Warhammer Fantasy, you'll see a bunch of events up there, some of them in the future. By the way, if you want to add, if you want to use Warscore in the future and, you know, add your event to that list so people can, uh, people can find it. Um, you know, I think this one potential thing that this website has is the potential for this can be the place to go to look for events. Oh, cool. Yeah, um, I see there's, there's a few out there already. Right. So, uh, you know, if it becomes that, that's great. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lose any sleep if it doesn't, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, so that was the original goal was that you could do that, all that notification. And I had people asking me, do you, do you want to do rankings? And my thought was, well, not really, because we have RHQ. And, and then they kind of, it was about a year and a half ago, they kind of tried to, you know, I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but uh, I have speculation, but they, you know, they, they said, well, you gotta, you gotta have a sponsor for each region and, or pay 12 bucks a person and, yeah, it was kind of a mess. Like a thousand bucks or something for the Warhammer community. Somebody yeah. wanted to pony up, and you know, I guess uh, certain regions I think did, and then but some some didn't. I'm not it, sure if it's still going at all, but um, they well they uh, and then you know and then at the beginning of this year they just said hey you know what we we just give up. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw the emails that they sent out, I, and no. yeah, I think. Because I had actually, you know, sent in tournaments for Siege at the Tower. By the way, I'm taking registration. Siege at the Tower dot com. Oh, okay. Be in Columbus, January tenth, eleventh. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I remember submitting results for previous sieges, and I remember one year I had somebody's name spelled wrong, and I was all worried about it. And I looked at the results that they published. They had actually gone through and found that that the right person's name and gotten the results under the under the right guy's name. So, I mean, they were doing this for, what, 19 countries, yeah. two or three different game systems, and how many names are they checking? How much work is that? That was my impression. There's yeah. A lot of manual type mm-hmm. work, because every time I had to submit those scores, I remember it was always an issue, because I had to get it in the format that they needed, and it wouldn't right. export right. So right. it would be a lot of manual work for the TO, or, yeah, mm-hmm. maybe for other folks. Could you imagine how much it. it was for them? I mean, talk about heroes, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame them for, you know, for anyway. So they stopped doing it. So then I thought, well, if we're going to be, if people are going to be publishing their tournaments to, to the website, to warscore.net, it's not that hard to take all that data now that we have it and just turn it into rankings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Totally now, the one thing that's a little different on Warscore is um, I, I've created a U.S. rankings group, by the way, but... Anybody is free to go on and create their own rankings group to track whatever they want to track. Mm, so would this be like if the Midwest region for like our, you know, there's the Masters stuff going on. If, could you each region track people for, for Masters stuff through that? Is that what you're yep, saying? Exactly. Oh, cool. So what you, what you do is you create a rankings group and you say, and you say, I want to add this event, this event, this event. And, you know, here's my parameters on how to do the scoring. And it just figures that crunches all the numbers for you and spits out the results. Oh, cool. That's going to ask for the, I guess the overall, the U S rankings, I guess, can you refresh me? Is that the same system that RHQ 
kind of had set up. Right. Uh, just so that, you know, because people were familiar with that, uh, yeah. I, you know, a couple of years ago I had just sat on their page and sort of reverse engineered how their formulas work. Mm-hmm. And so it, it works the same way. And then uh, for this particular group, I put in what at least I think are the same parameters as the old group was, you know, how many points for a three-round, four-round, five-round event and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. And, and just as sort of a, something to get it going and hopefully people can see how it's used. So um, in yeah, Ohio, we have the uh, Path to Glory, which is um, – I don't know. I think you you're familiar with Marty Gaska's, yeah. you know, kind of masters thing. We we're doing a similar thing in Ohio. We did it last year. We're doing it again this year. So there's a Path to Glory rankings group, okay. um, and and if you go to the website, you click on the rankings link, and then hit search for Warhammer Fantasy. You can see the three groups that have been created, mm-hmm. and the third one that's been created was by is by Ryan Nickel, and I guess for next year's Midwest uh, rankings for. Midwest uh, Masters search, they are going to use rankings somehow. So he is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think they're you're going to announce it really soon, but my guess is uh, they're doing some kind of hybrid of what they're doing now and and then a combination of that and rankings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've actually chatted with him a few times, and one of the things I wanted to reiterate with him was um, he might not always be the rep for the Midwest so whatever system he sets up should be you know it shouldn't have a lot of manual work in it because the next he, person might not have all that free time but yeah you know if this exactly. is this, the system here uh, and it's all automated that'd be brilliant that'd be awesome yeah I, and like I said it's not that hard and and by letting people create their own rankings groups you know then I, I don't have to get involved and they can just do what they need to do yeah well, that's cool because, like, if um, so, you just set it up using you know the the RHQ rankings way. But if somebody thought that that was dumb and that's not the way to do it, they could just set it up however they want it. Well, the the formula and the way the math works is still the same. But what you can oh, configure okay. is the like the points, the points mm-hmm. ranges, and you know where certain drop offs occur. Like like an RHQ, it used to be if the event was worth less than sixty, you know, you'd start it would start losing points. Like you can set that number, and then you can set the points uh, for like three round, four round, five round. But like if you think all events should be worth the same, then just make them all worth a hundred points. Well, you're gonna people are gonna go through. I'm gonna make one. I'm just gonna keep tinkering with it until I'm at the top of the rankings for the U.S. Whatever the <laughs> well, whatever system you know, that is, I'm gonna <laughs> set it up that way. <laughs> yeah, I thought about that too, and uh, <laughs> there, I think there's gonna be some groups on there that people will create, but nobody will care about. Yeah, I mean, it's fun little. Exactly, and 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 if somebody wants to do that too, you know, that's fine. <laughs> oh, cool. So, uh, the Wapaka results have been uploaded, and I guess yes. events have been uploaded now, so people mm-hmm. are aware. Uh, I think emails go out if, if the TOs right. decide to put them on there. Right. So the, the and this is what I said. This is kind of the part where I talked about the TO needing to do a little bit more work. There's a, a bit of configuration you need to do in the war score file about, you know, you need to tell war score, well, how do you determine who's first place, second place, third place, etc.? How do you determine who won which round? And then the thing to get right in the file is you got to get people's email addresses in there and get it right. Because mm-hmm. that's the way that the, that the war score website knows who is who. Mm-hmm. So the, the data associated with that tournament file gets linked to a person through their email. 
And, yeah. and so it takes a little bit of extra effort to make sure those emails get right. Otherwise, the data and the, the, the person, they, they don't meet up. No. I, no. It should be fine. I mean, that you can just import it through this uh, you know, Excel or whatever. Exactly. You can, you can start. So. Right. You can copy and paste your data from Excel or like a Google Docs spreadsheet into WarScore. So as long as you got those uh, email addresses right there, then, you know, you're, you're good. Yeah. Because I had to go back and do PACA, and it wasn't in there. So that was a little bit of work. But, you know, if I know this year that I want to do that, you know, I just literally select one extra column and put it exactly. in there. Exactly. Exactly. So, Although, you know, a lot of times, though, you got the email in the spreadsheet, you just type it in, you miss a, you know, you mistype it or whatever. So... You know, it's just just a little bit of extra desk checking to make sure mm -hmm. that they're they're correct. And I don't think it's a big deal, mm -hmm. um, but it has been an issue. Uh, the other thing is, as a player, uh, if you have like multiple email addresses that you typically use, oh, you know, like yeah. I do, you can actually go to your WarScore account. You can add additional emails to your profile. Oh, brilliant! And then if the TO uses one or the other, it doesn't matter. It'll still link up to you. Yeah, that's cool. As a as a TO. A lot of people's PayPal addresses are different than their actual ones, and if they right. don't explicitly communicate which is which, we'll put <laughs> the one in that belongs to the wife. And I've had right. a lot of wives emailing me, stop giving me tournament updates. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. um, cool. So yeah. the wife, the wives control the uh, the PayPal account. Yeah, there. there's two two prominent Warhammer players where that is the situation. I, I won't funny. divulge, but one's Tom McClure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I think we all knew that one. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I barely know Tom. I love Nadeb, but I, I, I could have told you that. Surprise, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, cool, yeah. Everything that I've worked with you on has been really slick, so I definitely thank you for all your efforts. Uh, I appreciate it. I'm glad you guys used it. and uh, um, You know, I mean, I wrote the system... I wrote the program a couple of years ago. The whole goal is to, you know, help the TOs run smoother events, and um, you know, and now that uh, now that the website can assign imaginary internet points for playing Warhammer, I mean, what what better thing in the world is that? Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> internet's over with. We completed it. We got it done. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for the, I guess, are you uh, for for the future? I'm, I'm kind of curious. I mean, are you paying for the server out of pocket? Are you just yeah, relying on donations to keep it? I'm paying for the going? server out of pocket. Um, I'm not paying terribly much. I'm probably going to have to upgrade the amount of, you know, it's running on a virtual machine basically somewhere in somebody's data center. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of running on a postage stamp size of a server at the moment, so it's not really expensive. I, I think I'm going to have to upgrade it, though. Okay. Um, well, I. Yeah, this you know, is if a... somebody if somebody wants to donate, and you know, if you're running a tournament that actually makes money, and you want to donate, that's great. If you're just using it for your for your ten person tournament or whatever, and you're not making any money, or God forbid, you're losing money on your tournament, don't worry about it. You know, just mm -hmm. just just use the system and enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. I was gonna throw the call out there for for the big forty, fifty, hundred man tournaments, throwing twenty or forty bucks your way uh, will go a long way, and that's you know like. A tenth of a percent of the tournament budget, or something like that. Yeah, and you know, it was a lot cheaper than what the the RHQ stuff was. So, yeah, and I think that that software kind of started out as somebody's hobby project, and then they bought it off of them, and and uh, you know, uh, I I'd, I'd seen that stuff in action, and that was kind of, you know, once I saw 
plus I saw how it really worked. I, that really motivated really motivated me to you know get moving on on Warscore. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Thanks for coming on, chit chatting. Anything else you want to let the folks know about? Real quick, there's sure. one thing I think I think we didn't quite cover, uh, um, and this is kind of the the you know the the feature brag, just kind of the feature brag for the TOs because oh, sure. uh, yeah, the one you know like uh, we talked about you know sort of give the sell job to the TOs you know other than yeah. just being able to notify your players you know about the about the stuff publish that uh, it, you know WarScore automatically sort of you know it does switch Swiss matching for you so it automatically makes sure that. You don't have repeat players, mm-hmm. but uh, it's also really flexible. You can configure it to pretty much track almost anything you want. Okay. So if you want to track where people are from and then have the program help you avoid, you know, people who drove together playing each other, that's one of the things it can do. Yeah, awesome. Definitely also, if you a lot of that for PACA. Yeah, yeah, because you know it sucks to drive 300 miles with your buddy and then play each other. <laughs> and uh, you know, in addition to that, uh, like if you enter armies, you can tell WarScore to say, "I will try to keep these, you know, try to keep the same armies apart." Mm-hmm. So I, I personally never do that. FYI. Oh, really? Yeah, Paca. If anyone's curious, uh, I don't care. Yeah. If you play demons, you should have to play demons like everybody else. Yeah, but I, you know, I know I'm just talking shit. But I know at least that it, is a other. We try to do that in round one, at least. After that, you know, <laughs> pretty much let the points decide. But mm-hmm. at least try to give, you know, at least try to avoid that mirror match in round one. Right. I'll consider. I'll consider. For, for yeah. Backup, but... uh, the other thing you can do is you can do manual matchups. You know, because uh, it's your data and you're in charge of it. Just just because it has this fancy, just because it has this matching engine, doesn't mean you have to pay attention to it. So, like, if you see matchups that it makes that that you don't like, um, maybe you got uh, a kid in your tournament and they're playing, you know, they're at the bottom tables and they're playing somebody who's a real jerk. You can manually break that matchup and, and another one, and you know, and fix those matchups if you need. Uh, with that manual matchup mashing capability, you can also, you know, even you know, days ahead of the tournament, set up grudge matches in there. Yeah, every tournament's got those. Yeah, and how, how how easy is it to forget grudge matches when you're in a rush trying to get everybody you know moving on that morning? So, mm-hmm. so always you know all kinds of good stuff there that it can do. Yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of capabilities, uh, a lot of customization you can do to it as much as or as little as you want. Right. Uh, with that software, so yeah, definitely tos check it out, players check it out for sure. Warscore.net, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. Well, thanks for chatting. We'll fucking we'll catch up with you sometime. Alrighty, man. All right. I appreciate I appreciate you having me on, and I also want to say thanks to everybody who's used it and, and supported it. Oh, definitely. Thank you, Bell. All right, man. Bye bye. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Yeah. It's fun to talk to Bill for sure. And let's delve into a little history, my man. Yeah, I got some more hammer history. <laughs> I think what this is going to become here for the next couple episodes. When it's my turn to do this, is my failed Warhammer projects. Okay. So this one has been touched on many times in the past, and I've been made fun of a handful of times too. But the good old fucking Reichland Ogres. Oh and what brought it pretty fresh to my mind was that I just let the URL expire. Uh-huh. So I, <laughs> I let the URL go. Finally, officially gave up yeah. on the dream. And a sad shake of the head. <laughs> I just let it all go. So <laughs> I think I got way. Way over my head there. <laughs> Didn't want to spend fucking 20, God knows how many hours converting per model. 
Sometimes you just have to admit defeat, gang. <laughs> I still have. Those are some fucking damn fine bases. Yeah, I still have like them. 20 or 30 of those guys <laughs> halfway to being fucking <laughs> built and converted and shit. That's another valuable lesson. Never fucking jump headfirst in the deep end. Fucking go over to the steps, dip your toes in the water. You know, just fucking ease on in. There's no reason to get crazy. You're like a Reichland ogre. Yeah. Just one. Rather than pre- prepping an entire army. So I still look Looking at them. Looking into casting and, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Calling I, in favors. Yeah. Trying to. <laughs> I collected so many old school Citadel dogs. I still have them, but. Yeah, I went through a lot of bullshit for that. Oh, you yeah. should throw a couple into the fucking beast herd, man. Nah, a couple I think little dogs. They're probably worth they like keep dogs. a lot of money now. Little lungies. Yeah, they probably they would. Worth more with a sweet paint job. <laughs> yeah. Well, my time is worth more than putting a sweet paint job on them. Would you got be, your, so. your black dogs, your brown dogs, your white dogs. <laughs> you know, to mix in with all the beast there. <laughs> yeah, I'm about done with the beast man paint scheme, so... Either way. Well, rumor is a fucking Beastman book is, is coming up here. Well. It's the next one in the line. <laughs> it was Fuck. Bretonians, and now the Beastmen have jumped up. So um. I don't know. It's either. Well, there's only three left, Skaven, Beasts, and Bretts. But Hopefully there's maybe. no new fucking models or fucking units. They, they literally just, redo just did dwarves all that. again or orcs or something, too. You never know. Right. So, anyways. Reichland Ogres. Well, Put up a fucking tombstone there in the ground. I just want to remind you about that bet we have. What's this? Over there, whether the, you'll, there'll be marks or not in the new Beastmen book. Okay. Well, what did we have? A humiliation going? Yeah, some kind of humiliation. <laughs> over. I said that there would be marks of chaos in the new Beastmen book. Okay. I'm gonna have you, to, you didn't think there would be. We're going to have to pull the clip from the episode because <laughs> I, I drink way too much to remember this kind of dumb shit. <laughs> but uh, if I set it on the air, I will fucking man up and I expect the same from you. You could have like lost the bet and just never said anything and I never would have known. <laughs> well, if the book doesn't come out for a while, you'll probably just forget again. So. <laughs> That's pretty true. <laughs> so... All right, well, that was fucking Point Hammered History. Yeah. I got a blog pick here. Lay it on overall. us. It's not a particular post, but it's a blog. It's an actually not a Warhammer blog, interesting enough. This is stevenpressfield.com. So this is the author of Gates of Fire and all those sweet-ass yeah, Greek historical fiction books. And then... Sure. His blog is is pretty good. A lot of author websites are pretty dead because they're too busy (laughs) writing books. But he has a blog post each week, and he has, like, a different series of books, like The War of Art, Do the Work, and The Authentic Swing, which are about writing and creative projects and stuff like that. So it kind of does apply to Warhammer, but a lot of it is just about kicking yourself in the butt and getting things done. So... I like this blog a lot. I check it every week, and he has random musings about historical-type things as well, which is always fun to read. He actually just came out with a new book um, that's like a history of, like, the Yom Kippur War, like, in the 60s. (laughs) Like, he's really... Like, he has a lot of fiction type books, and then he just has this, he has those motivational books, and then he just came out with this actual, (laughs) like, real historical book. So I'm kind of interested to check it out, because he, like, interviewed these old Israeli war veterans 
who are getting close, you know, to being being too old, just fucking peeling away, man. <laughs> so, but the blog, uh, we'll have a link to it on the show notes. It's pretty awesome if you're into any kind of motivational type stuff. It's pretty good, and if you're working on like a side business or a book or anything kind of kind of creative thing like that, it's definitely he kind of speaks to that. So I thought I would share that shit, man. All right, fucking badass, buddy. Yeah, we've moving on. We got a new segment, oh. something juicy, <laughs> something Warhammer related. Well, which not too many of the segments are. <laughs> Turns out maybe we're maybe people will catch on what we're trying to get away from and what we're trying to go to eventually. Yeah. All right, so introduce this new segment, buddy. Yeah, this is the army theme. You can throw. And oh, the week on there, oh, the month, whichever you pick, yeah. doesn't matter. We're pretty hit or miss on but those. This is our, our army theme segment where if you're like us and you're big into the modeling, you have... Do you say we're bigoted? We're big into modeling. Oh, okay. We're Sorry. bigoted. <laughs> we're bigoted. And, and into modeling. <laughs> <laughs> you big racist. <laughs> you come up, if you're like us, you're always churning out ideas for new armies <laughs> And you're keeping a tally in your head of what army you're going to do next after this one. But each army takes a couple of years, and you can generally get a good idea several times a day. Yeah. So we're just backed up with all these interesting army theme ideas that we're never, ever going to get to them, sadly. Mm-hmm. And instead of bottling them up and keeping them secret we're gonna we're gonna purge him from our system so we never have to think about him ever again <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get it out there in the world and maybe maybe one of the listeners someday could create one of these armies that that would be pretty awesome okay but you're up first man all right man so in my many travels to hawaii i fucking took so many pictures of just volcanic landscape and details everywhere we'd go just these detailed fucking pictures of volcanic groundwork and all this shit uh like beaches that are still really volcanic even though there's some sand forming around them and so the theme i had would be to do some badass polynesian themed island lizards on a fucking uh. volcanic island and I know just the basing is what was really driving me to it but you can also work in all kinds of cool like easter island type shit and some hawaiian type shit so, like, how would you convert the lizard men well i think i would really plan on going to town on the bases themselves okay and so like what would you i would want to do some kind of like body paint stuff too to mimic tattoos though um because okay. the hawaiians and the polynesians are big on those kind of like uh, they call it tr- uh, Polynesian like tattoo style. A but lot of the cultures get like big body, yeah, covering totally. tattoos like body, and stuff. essentially body suits. Um, so I would do work in a lot of that, and you can work in like moai statues into your scenery, um, all kinds of crazy shit. You know, you're fucking. There's so many cool options there you know, if you're into that kind of culture and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, that's my fucking plan. And so, like, what would the bases be then? How would you do those? I I could show you the pics, but I I uh. still fucking have them. So it's like you 
some of the cooler looking stuff, I, I think you'd have to mix it up because it, you know it'd all be um, certainly you have the black volcano sheets, and a lot of times you see it where it's just cracked and jutting up. Um, similar to things I f- messed around with doing on some of the Chaos Warriors I was building, but way fucking cooler. And you'd also have to get to a point where you could get the texture right, you know, because mm-hmm. you can't just do smooth epoxy sculpt, crack it up, and call it lava. You know, you need to get that little bubbly texture into it somehow so mm. there were some learning curves in there too um okay did you ever get to like what units you might take no never i really i just seen like the cool ass landscape and read these books about hawaiian culture and i was like oh man this shit is fucking awesome <laughs> did you think about any color schemes at all um the lizards to get the tat like how would you because the tattoos would be like blue bl- or black black yeah i think i would run with the same color schemes I was using when I painted Lizardman way back when, because I did the handful of models for our Adepticon team tournament. Mm-hmm. So it was deep red, lightened up with human honky flesh tones. So, okay. you, you know, it comes up to a real cool, you know, you'd use like the old dwarf flesh and a little bit of the old elf flesh to highlight up like a nice scab red. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks really, really fucking good. I really like the effect. Um, and it wasn't too difficult to paint and pull off. So Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Fucking Polynesian. Volcanic. Potentially themed. volcanic. Yeah. <laughs> themed. Maybe they're on the beach. Well, the volcanic okay, beaches are beach really cool before. because you get, you know, black volcano or va- volcanic rock everywhere, kind of worn down from the water, but then you, you get sand, so you get sand color in there. And then all kinds of crazy vegetation. When I was there, they got all these weird little almost like vines but with these little flowers and leaves on them and i took a ton of pictures oh, of those yeah. too to see how i could That'd mimic it cool so your bases could be super dynamic they're not flat you know there's there's sand there's rock there's crazy fucking plants and i don't know how you'd pull off the plants that'd be an experiment but mm-hmm. that's it that's my fucking theme bro cool let's fucking give barnaby a ring here see yeah. what his ass has been up to let's fucking do it that fucking clown Bear! Bear! <laughs> Sup, bros? Shit, what's happening, buddy? Oh, getting ready for the big wedding weekend. Oh, yeah, that's true. Who's that, the leg end? Yep. Oh, Lord. Mm. I didn't get invited to that one. So I, gotta, <laughs> I fucking never get invited to people's wedding. Turns out you whip your dick out at one wedding. <laughs> 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 what have you been up to, buddy, other than that? Oh, uh... The old man Golki was uh, up in Alaska trying to kill kill him something the last three <laughs> weeks, so I've been uh, holding down the fort. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, so you just been telling him you've been working and stuff? <laughs> you just staying home? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally got that job done you wanted. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I get a little uh, anxious when he's gone, so actually I'm a, um probably doing stuff you know doing too much shit you know then i mm. <laughs> want to do a good job when the boss is gone you know and get back here <laughs> so. yeah. get a little anxious like that you should try hitting a little weed buddy <laughs> 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 Works uh, for me. Uh, funny thing is is i've been oh yeah so yeah one of the other things i've been up to lately is ever since so you know i quit roller derby you know earlier this year so I've got all this free time on my hands, and I found out my neighbor is a DM for a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Oh, good oh, lord! Oh my lord! So I've been working. So I've been working on on uh, getting some more nerd cred. Seems I'm already a legend amongst the Warhammer community. I need to develop some nerd <laughs> cred in some other, you know, areas. <laughs> I see. So I've been playing with those guys on a weekly basis, and uh, 
the DM there, he likes to partake of a little a little weed once in a while. They're living in an apartment building. And yeah, helps with the storytelling. They were called the clay time. Yeah, showed up. So the cops freaking showed up and busted him while we were all sitting there playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Pretty, that was pretty interesting, you know. And he's like, "Man, you know, when I get all when I get nervous when I'm when I'm high, I just need to shit." So I'm sitting there talking to these cops, and I just try not to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and the cop walks in and looks at us, you know. Here, you know, there's like you know three grown men sitting there, or four. Yeah, there's four grown men just sitting there with all of our Dungeons and Dragons shit. I was like, <laughs> any, "Any of you boys got anything?" We all just look at him like, seriously. I mean, <laughs> like we're gonna fucking tell you even if we. Did. Oh. Were you wearing your cape during this bear? Yeah, I was wearing my Batman mask and my cape, and then my uh, my little purple speedos too. You know that I had for roller derby. Oh, nice. <laughs> How about the Warhammer front? Is this gonna get that Iron Blaster done or what? For oh Star? man, I don't know. I was having big hopes, but everything's been a. Uh, derailing me here this fucking wedding and my mm-hmm. well then my wife has been on this cleaning rampage so she's cleaning the upstairs and you know where everything ends up when she's trying to clean our bedroom and her you know her hobby room is she just shoves everything in my hobby room so <laughs> it's a fucking disaster in there so dude you gotta smack that bitch around once in a while <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I mean, I've been, you know, I've been doing these practice games with these lists, you know, you know, the, um, the people's champ gave me and, you know, I have these high hopes, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, I do have, you know, a couple of, of um, conversions pretty much just ready to slap together, prime and paint. So we'll see. Our Iron Blaster Bear, you just take... Take a Rhinox from, like, the kit, and then just fucking pop a lead belcher, magnetize them to the back of it, and you're good to go. <laughs> the other, I mean, I could just, you know, take take double um double scrap launch and be done with it, you know. Yeah, you don't want to get put in the hard composition category, man. <laughs> <laughs> double scrap launcher, though, that sounds pretty tough. I don't know. <laughs> Is that part of the Nebrolian tactics, <laughs> the double scrappy? <laughs> Uh, not so much. I don't know why. I mean, I always thought that was a winning combo. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, how the boys fare in the Gorkamorka campaign, buddy? You there? Yeah, I'm here. You kind of got oh. cut off there for a second. Raj had a question for you. How the, yeah. how the boys faring in the Gorkamorka campaign? Oh, you know, not too bad. I faced off against the junkyard robots for the first thing. I kind of had... Had a rough one, but I ducked out before anything too disastrous happened. Yeah. Then I, uh, Go ahead. Uh, then I ended up facing the legend, and uh, went a little better for me. He decided to decided to ram my truck with one of his battle wagons. Tried to get out of the way, but I couldn't, so he ran me in his truck. His uh, battle wagon ended up exploding. My truck got minor <laughs> damage. <laughs> so, you know... That's the way it works in Gorka Marka. Now I also got a spanner with a head wound now too. So did you guys start from scratch, or did you carry over the the previous yeah. bands? Start from scratch. Yeah. Everybody in the prior campaign was eliminated in the rocket blast. No. <laughs> At the very end of the season. Oh, nice. I was trying. You know, I wanted to bring one of my boys back. If anyone could have survived a rocket blast, it was that was that one boy in my mob. I mean, but, Toughness by you know, three. Raj just wasn't having Four it. Four plus so. Raj. <laughs> Sounds like Raj. Yeah. Okay, man. Yeah, well, we'll let you go. Sounds good. We'll fucking catch you later, buddy. Yeah, thanks for chatting with us. Yeah, no problem. Catch you yeah. later. Take care. 
All right, so that's the fucking bar. Yeah. Checking in at Punk Motherfucker. We got Johnny's Sexy Toy, but before then, it's a cheap-ass recap. <laughs> Talked about stamps.com last time. <laughs> so basically, we decided it was a good way to get a free postal scale <laughs> and five bucks of shipping. <laughs> Unless you're a business, maybe it'll help you out more. But... Yeah, so you can go to the show notes or the Point Hammer website. And we did get a couple of questions. We we use like an affiliate service to mm-hmm. put these links up there. So if you click through the website, you will get the deal, even though there's there's a place to enter a referral code. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You just if you click through you'll get the deal. So okay. that is the scoop there, my man. What kind of uh, sexy sexy toy? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have today. I think in my previous sex toy segments, I left out a real fucking solid standby. The good old fleshlight. <laughs> <laughs> when your fucking Julie Ashton pussy's all broke down, you can yeah. go fall back on the old standby reliable. Her shit's pretty blown out. So, well, plus, like the big the big pussy ass combo is just a big fucking hassle. You got to drag this thing out. <laughs> You gotta find somewhere to put it. You gotta get on it and fuck it, and then you gotta drag it in the shower and clean it up. You might as well, you might as well get a hooker because it's just less fucking work. <laughs> the fucking flashlight, though, super handy. Just screw the fucking cap off. It's fucking classic. Screw screw the bottom off, but not all the way because you don't want anything flying out of there at that special moment. <laughs> Squirt a little lube and you're fucking off, man. No bullshit. Wait, you so don't like, gotta put down towels and shit. Is there like a so one end is like the pussy end, and then like or the, the other hole, the or other the mouth, end, or the mouth, <laughs> the armpit, belly button, the nondescript orifice. <laughs> they do have those. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a regular flashlight that this end. This is like flat with a hole in it. <laughs> Weird. So can you like? Take the cap off the other end. You have and to you can, like splooge through. Yes, in, well, you, into like a garbage can or something. You could, but you have to at least loosen it up because otherwise there's fucking pressure in there. Oh, uh, it's like a finger trap. Yeah, it's <laughs> man, it's, it's just not very enjoyable because it's just kind of I don't know. I can't describe it, but you definitely want to loosen up that far end. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so, like a woman's vagina isn't like a vacuum. Per se. I don't know. I don't see how it's not, but <laughs> but you but know, it doesn't have the same yeah. doesn't have the same property. Interesting. Nah, maybe it's because the rubber is a bit more abrasive, and mm-hmm. you do got to fucking keep the lube flowing pretty good. <laughs> oh, so you got lube up. So you're you own this device. I I have owned one for like over a decade. So <laughs> you're I, one of the forerunners, <laughs> the early adopters of this technology. This is true. Now they've come a long way. If you check out the Fleshlight website, like every porn star has got her own Fleshlight, and they all have different types of little knobs and wrinkles on the inside of the shaft section. <laughs> <laughs> so they're ribbed in various different ways. It's uh, it's come a long way since mine, which is just a plain sleeve <laughs> for fucking. Oh, interesting. Are you going to fucking bring this to uh, North Star or something like that? Let Show people it try it out? I don't think so. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> it would be really you'd get shitty. Kinda, you'd get, you'd get kind of jealous. I probably would. Like, I'd have to kick somebody's ass. Insane with rage. <laughs> well, you don't really want to get fucking herpes from a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> 
So if I brought her home and got sick from her, I'd have to choke the bitch for cheating on me. <laughs> God knows where some of those nasty motherfuckers' dicks have been. Okay, okay. The fucking classic going back here. I think I came up, I did come up with a slogan for the fleshlight that I think they should consider using. Yeah? <laughs> Better than beating it. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, the fleshlight. Better than beating it. Better be a nice alliteration with the hard, hard bees. <laughs> fucking rolls off the tongue, man. Yeah. They could even put that down the side of it. Well, fucking trademark that shit. So. <laughs> okay, so you've had this thing a while. Well, it's versatile, too. I forgot to mention this. Okay. You can pinch it between the fucking mattresses and fucking nail that thing doggy style hands-free. <laughs> you can put it between the couch cushions. Fucking boom. <laughs> you can get your girlfriend to hold it for you. Yeah, you can get her to fuck you with it. <laughs> hey, baby. She doesn't want to fuck. She feels kind of bad. Just kind of... Instead of the usual just jerking it on her butt, you make her jerk you oh, with the fucking yeah. flashlight. Just kind of like the tired hand job yeah. kind of thing. It's a little Brr. better. <laughs> just have to take over halfway because her arms get tired. Hey, you get a little nervous and you can't come at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, it's all in the tube. You just pretend. Curl your toes. Then you hop in the shower and finish the job. Maybe you fucking do a brace scream when <laughs> you're coming. Uh, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done this with Kelly? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll work it in. <laughs> I get a little vocal, you know? Girl, let's get vocal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing this whole thing unfolding. And, uh, I... Much as I wouldn't want to be, I would like to be a fly on the wall when you tried that. <laughs> yeah, I'll try to record it. <laughs> hey, tape like a tape recorder to my chest. Yeah. Except I'll be like naked, so it'll be really obvious. <laughs> I just have this thing taped to my body. Mm. <laughs> nice. Anyway, so you think an upgrade here? You've had it for 10 years. You know, I've been looking at them, but it's hard to fuck with, fucking replace something that works, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but the the way they get you is on their site. They got all these fucking super smoking hot porn stars laid out, and mm -hmm. then they got they all got their own. They all they fucking mold them, so it's molded off their pussy. Mm -hmm. And then you got this fucking sleeve with whatever the fuck's inside of it, and it's like you as when you're a horny, don't look at the page because you'll fucking order one. So make sure yeah. you're only looking at the web page post ejaculation, fellas. <laughs> yeah, clear mind. Yeah. Interesting. They don't have like a trade in program. Uh, not you to my send knowledge. it back, <laughs> get an upgrade. They send it down to like Southeast Asia or something. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, not to my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right, man. Let's fucking wrap her up here. Question of the month. Yeah, what do so you got? We talked about the rankings and stuff. And we just want to know. Do you guys like the Warhammer rankings? Do you think they're good overall for the community? Do you do, have a do I get to give an answer right away? Uh, no, we'll talk about it next time. Okay. Um, I didn't prepare anything, but I do have some feelings. Okay, he's got some feelings. <laughs> Deep inside, where right. special place is. Well, let's fucking, let's be done then, eh? So you can contact us in several different ways. <laughs> Pointhammered at gmail.com. On Twitter, I am at Pointhammered. Hammered underscore Raj. You can comment on the show notes post on the blog. Yep. You can leave us a voicemail. 
601 try HPBV. 601879. I don't know the rest. <laughs> 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 Fuck it, who cares? It's in the show notes. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes for sure. But and give us a ring. Let the, us know what you think about the rankings that now that they're back. Yeah. And if we use your voicemail on the air, Get you into that fucking Wapak of Vacation Contest, man. Faux show and looks up on Facebook. We're on there. We should have some kind of thing where we want to get more likes than just pick some random person and then have a contest. Yeah. Seems like a lot of hassle, right? Fuck it. Don't yes. like us on Facebook. Don't even go on if there. If you like us, can you go in and unlike something? Yeah, I think you Maybe look could. into it. See. See how many unlikes we can get this week. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get down to like 10 people that like us. Yeah, if there. we get under 10, we'll just sh- shut down the Facebook feed. <laughs> Once which is our goal. So I do like <laughs> that it's a good way to share a bunch of photographs, though. So Yeah. We got the blog, man. Share them on there. Blah, blah, blah. All right. We're fucking done. So we're going to fucking bail here on another Tossers song. This is from Emerald City, their latest CD. And this one's called Schlancha. It's fucking awesome. Suck my bees. Suck my balls. with me until the early morning so be easy and be free 